So it is Father's Day, and so we're going to have something a little bit different. If you notice, there are chairs on the platform, and we're going to invite up a few fathers in just a minute. But I wanted to kind of do a few things, speak, speak a few things, and then also say something. So if you're a father, please raise your hand. Please raise it, your hand. Hi, don't be embarrassed. We got some. All right, we got some uh, gift cards. They're going to be passed out to you. Keep them held high. You got to hold them up high. Hold them up. We got $10. Oh, <laughs> we got $10 Academy gift cards for all of our fathers. So keep them raised. Everybody get one? Awesome. We just want to say we're so thankful for you. Um, we were thinking about uh, what we should uh, get our fathers. You know, we got our mothers a, a, what do you call that thing? A bag? A tote. It's a bag. I use a Walmart bag. So it was a tote. And so we were like, do fathers want, they want a tote? They want a, a bag? And they're like, no, just give us something to go to academy. So um, that's what we did. Hopefully you guys are able to use that on yourself. Don't get your, don't let your kids fandangle you and to get, to get that gift card to get them something or your wife. We'll get, them, we'll get them another tote next year or something. That's a lot of fun. So um, it is Father's Day. I'm really excited about today. Um, I, I believe that uh, fathers are probably the, one of the most important, I, probably the most important um, members in the family. And I believe that um, because God has given fathers authority in, in the family unit. Uh, there's, this, there's a statistic that I, um, I, I think I said last year, and honestly, I'll probably say it every year until, until you know, whenever, but uh, there's a statistic that I want to read about fathers. And it disappeared on me. Here it is. A family has a 3.5% chance of getting saved if the child gets saved first. So let's say a child is invited to church by, you know, a friend, family member, and they get saved. The rest of the family has a 3.5% chance of getting saved. If the, if the mom or wife comes to the Lord first, the rest of the family has a 17% chance of getting saved. But if the father comes to the Lord first, the rest of the family has a 93% chance of getting saved. These are, these are real statistics. And I believe that because... Though I know, according to the word, that God has given fathers a specific amount of authority in families. He really, really has. And so I want to say uh, two things to you fathers. First of all, I want to encourage you. You guys are doing amazing. And I know when you look at movies and sitcoms, who's the dummy in, in, in these different shows? The father, right? The father's always the punchline. Um, and that's unfortunate. I, I think it's okay to have fun, but we have curated a culture where fathers are not honored. And, look, and because of that, look what's happening in the world today. Um, and I said this during pre-service prayer. If you look at movies, just look at movies, any, any movie that's any real, um, most movies, if, there are, if, a, a, if the main character is doing something that they shouldn't be doing, it's almost always linked to a daddy issue. Almost always, like the father wasn't there, or the father didn't do this, or this or that. Fathers play a monumental role. So I just want to encourage you fathers to stand up to, uh, to, to, to embrace that role as the head of your home. And then second of all, I was uh, jumping ahead. I want to encourage you to stand up a little bit taller, to exercise that authority. If we're going to see a society that is changed 
in our, in, in, not just in the nation, but in Odessa, in Midland, fathers, you're going to have to stand up. It's very easy for men to be apathetic. It's very easy for men to just uh, get comfortable with, with whatever. How many, how many husbands know that your wife is always getting you, hey, let's do this to the house. Hey, let's go here. Let's do this for the kids, right? Um, husbands, we need to begin to stand up and lead our, our, our families well. And when we do that, I believe God is going to give you authority. I, I'm, I can't over overemphasize that. God has given fathers, men, authority. This isn't uh, figurative. This isn't, you know, whatever. There is literal authority in men. We just have to stand up and exercise that authority. So I just want to encourage each of you that are in here and you that are watching, you have been called into this place. It's not an easy place. It's one of the hardest things. In, in Ephesians uh, 5, it talks about how husbands are to lay down their lives. The reason why husbands get so much honor and have been given so much authority is because they've been given the hardest task. They have been given the task to, if necessary, lay down their lives for their loved ones. That's why wives are to submit to their husbands, because husbands should be willing to lay down their life, not just in death, but in life, and say, hey, I'm going to do whatever it takes to provide for and lead my family. So I just want to encourage you, each of you got men, husbands, have been called into this place, and you're doing an amazing job and we're going, to, we're going to encourage you. And families, right, wives, we're going to encourage and honor our, our, our fathers and husbands a little bit more. Amen? Amen. Awesome. So right now what I would like to do is I'd like to invite up some fathers. Come on up. We have Baldo, Adolfo, Jason, and Abner. If y'all can come on up. Come on up. Let's give them a round of applause as they're coming up. So we got some regular stools for you guys. I don't know if you remember. You can be seated. Um, the... the um, the, the mother's got really nice chairs, uh, but we got you guys some stools, and I, I think that's okay. So uh, what I would like to do, first of all, let's pray really quick, and then, um, and then I'm going to ask a few questions, and we'll see where the Holy Spirit leads. Father, we just thank you for today. Thank you so much for these men who are here this morning. Father, I pray that you would just, first of all, just encourage them. God, I don't know what their week has looked like. Father, I don't know what it's like to be... Uh, a father in their family, but, uh, but you do. And Father, I pray that you would just encourage them. I know they've been uh, brought up here to encourage the congregation, but Father, I pray that the, as they are speaking, that they themselves would be encouraged. I thank you, Father, for them. I pray that you would just bless them today. And I, Father, I pray that you would fill their mouths with your words, that it wouldn't be um, their words, but Father, it would actually be your words coming straight from your mouth. So, Father, we just thank you for them. We pray that you would just bless this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So, what I would like to do first is uh, we're going to ask, so in case I didn't make it clear, we're going to ask different questions to these fathers about being a father and parenting and uh, just some of the challenges and hopefully a couple funny stories uh, to embarrass their kiddos. And so, uh, what I would like to ask each of you first, if you could uh, tell me your name and how many kids you have. And their names. Okay. Um, is it on? That one's on. Oh, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, my name is uh, Baldo, and uh, I have uh, six kids. Uh, my wife and I have six kids. Nice. Um, yeah. So. Um, Extra grace for you today. <laughs> Um, my oldest, uh, our oldest son is uh, Daniel. He'll, he'll be 26 next, uh, next week. 
Uh, and then we have uh, Benjamin, uh, he's 24. Uh, Julius, 15. Uh, Ivan, 11. Uh, Nayeli, uh, 10. And Jackson, 9. Awesome. I feel a little strange here. I don't have a beard. <laughs> but anyway, I have four children. My name's Adolfo Pando. And uh, I have a 25-year-old. I have a 24-year-old. Uh, first one's Nathan, then Jade. Then we have uh, Donovan Pando and then Matthew Pando. And uh, just to add a little bit to that, uh, they all serve the Lord. Amen. Okay. That's awesome. My name is Jason Gomez, and I have four kids. My oldest is Ariel. She's uh, 24. My second oldest is CJ Gomez, and he's 21. And then I have Kexia and then Abran. And uh, she's fixing to be 15, and he'll be 12 next month. Awesome. My name is Abner Garcia. I have three kids. Uh, Abner, he's going to be 10. And then uh, I have a daughter named Aliana. Uh, she will be <laughs> nine. Yeah. And then my uh, youngest just turned five. His name's Adriel. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay. So first question. And you know, we don't have to do this in order, but um, just as you, you feel led. So what is uh, one of your favorite memories about your father? things with my dad was, uh, if you know him, he's, he's my stepfather, but uh, for, for many years, um, you know, people would say, oh, well, he, you, hey, he looks just like you, Choncho, they call me Choncho, <laughs> and, uh, and so anyways, and so that would, I would be like, Ooh, you know, and then they'd be like, but why is he so big, and then he'd be like, oh, well, it's because he's my stepson, and so it really dragged me down, it really get me down, and, and so when, when, one day, uh, my father had a he had a heart attack, and and I was already like 30 years old, you know. So we're talking 15 years later. Um, he has a heart attack, and some things happen, and and so anyway, so he gets out of the hospital, and uh, my parents have a water store, and they deliver water, and so we take a uh, I'm I'm doing all the deliveries for my dad while he's in the hospital, and so my, my dad gets out one day, and so I tell him to go with me. But he couldn't do any work, just go talk to the guys because they missed him and whatnot. And so the guys were talking to him, and the guys were like, man, who's that guy that's been doing your work? So he's doing a really good job, man. We're really, really, really grateful that he, you know, he took your place while you were sick. And he was were like, who is he? And uh, so I'm, I'm on the other side of the wall putting the waters, you know. And, and my dad says, oh, well, it's my son, you know. And, uh, and I, was, I was like, well, here it comes, you know. Here comes the letdown. And one of the guys like, he's like, man, that dude is big, man. Why is he so big? And my dad said, oh, man, he likes to work out and eat a lot. And he's, he's a health freak. And, and that's where it stayed. So that was like for the first day for me where my dad really accepted me as, as his son, which was one of the, probably one of that's the awesome. greatest moments for me. Love it. That's awesome. Anybody else? I can say something funny about my dad. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of one. My dad's a comedian. But uh, anyway, I remember when I was little, my dad used to make a big deal out of buying a car. You know, and uh, we didn't have very many, but whenever he bought a car, he made sure uh, uh, he took us for a ride. You know, we were everywhere riding around. And uh, I, have, I had an awesome mom. My mom, 
I mean, she just, all she cared about is serving God. Anyway, so we're driving around, and uh, my dad, uh, uh, there'd be this pretty girl walking. The car would honk. And then uh, he'd say, uh, I'd say, what you honk for, Dad? He <laughs> says, well, uh, no, it's not me. What happens is that that's why I bought this car. This car, as soon as he sees a pretty girl walking down the street, it honks by itself. <laughs> and I always remember that every time I get in the car, like, oh, man. I, I would try that. I'd probably get bopped. Yeah. So, <laughs> my mom was more understanding, so. Um, I, I guess my favorite uh, memory of my dad and is, uh, you know, he, he used to love to play the guitar, and I used to always listen to him play the guitar. And unfortunately, I was never got that gift of music. Uh, but uh, when my uh, middle son, Benjamin, was about 10 or 11 years old, he wanted to learn how to play the guitar. And my dad actually, you know, I saw them sitting there, and I can see my son progress uh, and become, you know, very good at uh, playing the guitar. And uh, just to sit down and just watch him play and just be still and just listen to play the guitar together, I think it's one of my favorite memories. So. Uh, the don't have anything funny, but what I do remember the most is uh, every weekend we'd uh, go to the lake. We'd always do something just because uh, during the week, or I mean, he was trying to provide, so he'd work two jobs. But on the weekend, it was always uh, a getaway. So that was uh, the best memory as a kid growing up. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, another question. When you, when you had your first child, what was the thing that most surprised you about being a first-time dad? Maybe something that you had an idea of what it was going to look like, and then once it happened, it's like, whoa, this, I wasn't, wasn't expecting or wasn't ready or what, didn't know this. Or. Well, I, I, was, uh, I became a father very young. <laughs> uh, I was 19 when I had my first son, and uh, it was just a shock, a shock that you could love a human being that much and have only known him seconds. Uh, and I think... Uh, that's the first time that I think I felt God's love because I knew exactly how God felt about us mm -hmm. when, when my son was born. I think that was the best experience ever. So, wow. Yeah. I guess for me it was um, when uh, I, I was 17. I was young too. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I was I was surprised, and not only myself, but um, my, my mom, parents, how I changed how my face went very serious. Um, I know for a long time I was like, man, if I ever have kids, they can do whatever they want. And then my daughter came along and I was like, whoa. <laughs> can do whatever you want, you know? And, uh, but it, 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 it's just, you know, um, it was crazy being, being as young as I was, you know, feeling, you know, this is, this is my baby, you know? And, uh, but yeah, it, it changes, it changes. That that was that was a surprise for me is how how much I changed in such such that little time when she was from from being in the belly because I was like hey no big deal no whatever but then whenever I held her it was a complete instant change of oh now I have to protect her now I have to do what it is that I have to do for her so yeah that was a surprise to me. It's awesome. Uh, what, would, what mine would be was uh, kind of what Baldo was saying whenever you experience birth for the first time. Uh, the, how you feel towards your wife and uh, your first child, it's like 
it's unexplainable. It's just like a instant affection, and I really don't know how to describe it, honestly. Mm -hmm. But it's it's amazing. Same, yeah. Same. Awesome. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a little different atmosphere up here with the guys than with the ladies. <laughs> so, okay, here's a question: What is one of your favorite? Funniest, craziest, or embarrassing parenting stories? Or maybe what is something that your kids did to embarrass you? Any of, the, any of those questions? One of your favorite, craziest parenting stories? Or maybe something that your kids did to embarrass you? You got to be careful what you tell them because <laughs> they'll echo everything you say out loud so anyone that you don't know hears it. Uh, to be exact, uh, so you... Uh, Everyone knows that when you take child to the store, you're like, don't even ask for anything. You're not going to get anything. And they have to know why. So you tell them, I don't have any money. <laughs> so <laughs> I have three. The oldest tries to uh, watch the younger ones, right? So they'll ask, hey, can I have this or can I have that? And they'll say, no. Or my oldest will say, Ab Abner will say, uh, Aliana, you can't have that. Dad said, we don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> but this is in the middle of the store, and everyone's like, <laughs> and so that's one of the most embarrassing and then uh, well maybe that was second most embarrassing the first one is if you have to tell them where you're going and you happen to be in a department store you tell them you have to go to the restroom you tell them what your business is going to be they, they say it out loud I don't know why they just do they have to tell everybody what you're doing so. <laughs> alright everyone has to answer this question so <laughs> go ahead Aldo turn her in today because uh, just something funny she did. Uh, she does a lot of funny stuff. I mean, uh, she, she probably, uh, I don't know, I don't know how she made it through school this far, but <laughs> we wonder about her sometimes. Everybody knows who I'm talking about, Jade. Jade, <laughs> raise your hand. <laughs> in, anyway, uh, for, I don't know how many of you guys know what I do, but uh, I, uh, I have a business and I install mufflers. Okay, I do mufflers and brakes. And I wear these red shirts. They have this big logo. It's a big logo. Can't miss it. So one day we're going down the street. Actually, we left church. And uh, we're, we're going down the street. And Penny, she's talking about the message and everything. And we're, well, there comes, she can't stand the Harley Davidson next to her in the car because they're so loud, you know, when they take off. So there's this car, and he, it is super loud. I mean, this thing is loud. And Penny starts saying, oh, my God, I cannot believe that there's this car with the sound and right next to me. So we're, we're going, right? It takes off. And next thing we know, I mean, Jade happens to be in the car, you know? And she wasn't little. She was already. Anyway, <laughs> she says, Mom, now where do these people go and put that loud stuff at? <laughs> me and Penny come around like, where have you been like the last 17 or 18 years? Over here, I'm the one that does that, you know, to all these cars <laughs> to make them loud. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, they, they never, I mean, I mean, every day, Josh, there's always something that, that your kids are going to do to you that's going to amaze you. And you're going to be, oh, wow, I need to go back to work with this one or something. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. I guess for me, there's, well, there's, a, there's an embarrassing and there's a funny. Uh, my son, CJ, um, he was about 10 years old. And uh, 
I, I was, I was, I went on a luncheon with some customers, and had to take them with me. There was no school or whatever, and uh, so CJ was a real picky eater, real crybaby, and uh, and so anyway, so I told him, I said, look, son, we're gonna go eat with some customers, dude. Act right, man. Don't cry with food. Just order something and don't say nothing, man. <laughs> and uh, he's like, all right, Dad. And I was like, all right, we got it. We got it. And so we go. And so I'm with like five customers. And we all order. And CJ orders. And they bring the food out. And this dude's bawling. I'm like, oh, man. And I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? I don't want this food. And, and. And my customer was like, man, get him something else, man, poor dude, man. And I was like, oh, man, so I felt bad. So there we, and we ordered three times because he didn't want nothing. So ended up having to leave and go to McDonald's and get a McDonald's just so he would let us have our luncheon, you know. And so that was, that was kind of embarrassing for me, uh, you know, being with five big customers. And uh, a funny moment was probably a year ago. Um, he calls me at 12 o'clock at night and says, Dad, and he's, he's, he's hysterical, and Dad, they're, they're trying to get me. They're trying to get me. I said, who's trying to get you, son? These guys, these guys, they're, I don't know, they're, they're metheads or something, Dad. I don't know what they're, but they're, they're throwing wrenches at us, and, you know, and they're, they're chasing us, and we're in the car, and I was like, all right, well, where you at? So I get up real quick, get ready, you know, and I go over there, and I said, just keep driving until I get to where you're at, son. All right, Dad, and so I'm talking to him, and, and finally, I, I meet up with them over there for, off of Yukon. And uh, so I, I pull up, and, and I get there, and I was like, son, so where they at? He goes, oh, we lost them, Dad, but let's go get them. <laughs> I said, oh, <laughs> now you're brave. <laughs> but I, I, that, that, was, that was a funny moment with, with my son. <laughs> I, I've got a funny and an embarrassing moment. Um, Ivan, um, 11-year-old, I guess he was about... I don't know, maybe three, four. And uh, so we always listen to music as we're driving, you know, wherever we're going. Anyway, so we get down, we're going to Dollar General, and we walk into Dollar General, and you know how they play music on the intercom. Uh, as soon as we walk in, you know, there's always lines there and stuff, and people, a crowd of people. And so that Justin Bieber song, Baby, comes out. And as loud as he can be, Dad, our favorite song is on. <laughs> This is our favorite song. He goes, remember we were in the car and you said you liked it? I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty macho of me walking in. I like that And one. then I, I guess the other one was um, Benjamin. He must have been about three or four also. And uh, I had taken my sons to Disneyland. And the uh, Lakers were in the playoffs. And so... Um, I said, well, let's see. He was the one that was a basketball fanatic with me. And uh, so I said, we should try and go and see if we can get tickets, you know, just to see what happens. So we drive, you know, long ways, take a cab, and we get to Staples Center. And so he's saying, Dad, I have to pee. I said, we're almost there. We're at Will Call. We're the next people there. And he says, man, I have to pee so bad. So I'm carrying him out because I feel bad for him, right? And so we're standing in line. We finally get to the front, front of the line, and, and uh, they said, well, we have a ticket available. You know, it's, I don't know, hundred dollars or whatever it was. I said, okay, cool. Well, I'll take it. And I'll take my son. He'll sit on my lap. Nope, he's too young. He need, I mean, he's too old. He needs a seat of his own. So we didn't get in. But uh, he still has to be, he has to be so bad. So we're kind of frantically looking where the restrooms are. Hey, can you let us in to use the restroom? Nope, you need a ticket. 
So there's an ESPN bar, sports bar, right outside of Staples Center. And so I asked that guy, hey, can I let my son in? Can we get in so my son can use the restroom? Nope, he's a minor, he can't come in. So I have this big daddy moment where they're walking outside the restaurant and he has to go to the rest restroom and he just goes. And so I just said, well, nobody's standing, so just go <laughs> Go right here. And he looks at me like, here? Yeah, go. <laughs> so right there where the windows are at ESPN, and uh, I'm sure he doesn't like that story. Yeah. Big uh, daddy moment. Hilarious. All right, now some uh, a little bit more serious questions. What are some challenges that you have faced parenting uh, children in this generation that maybe you didn't have to face maybe your parents didn't have to face when you were growing up or, or a generation prior to this one, and how have you gotten through those challenges? I think for me is uh, social media, internet, phones. Man, that's a wreck, man. I, I still don't use that stuff that much, but uh, I, I think that was different. Um, when we were growing up, we spoke to each other, we hung out with each other, we were able to socialize. Uh, now with the kids, it's like, you know, you see them on the phone, yeah, and then fregas, man. You know, but then they get around to other kids, and then they're like, and I'm like, weren't y'all just texting earlier, and now y'all have nothing to say, you know? Um, so to, for me, that I think, I feel it's a big problem. Um, a lot of parents don't; they think it's 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 awesome, but um, I, I think uh, today, uh, instead of parents parenting. They're giving them the phone for parenting, uh, where before it was, you know, it was parents actually parenting. And now you see a lot of kids today. I work in a gym, and so I see a lot of kids that don't even know how to run. They don't know how to use their bodies. They don't know how to think for themselves. Because uh, now it's like, I don't know how to do that. And then, boom, Google. You know what I mean? And before, it was like you had to think about it. You know, it wasn't, you didn't have nobody. And then you tell your big brother something or your big cousin, and they'd be like, figure it out. And they'd walk off and leave you by yourself. You know what I mean? So you had to figure things out. And which I think that is hindering a lot of kids today is, is them being able to use their minds and their bodies uh, how they're meant to use them. And so I, I think that's a big deal. And so I try to put limits on the kids as far as, you know, using their phones. And, 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 I, and, and I challenge them. I, I make them do things around the house, you know what I mean? But just sometimes just doesn't feel like it's enough because if it's not chores, they won't even go outside and play. So it's it's, it's just kind of, you know. So that's how you things. deal with it. You put put limits on or yeah. goals and yeah. So, but good. How about anybody else? What are some challenges you guys have faced? Have you dealt with them? Uh, I've. Uh well, I haven't got to the social media part yet because my kids are young, but my oldest son, he asked me a lot about um, gender and things of that nature in school and uh, bullying, and mm. I, I guess I really haven't, I'm not going to say figured it out or anything like that. I just tell him what, what's right and wrong and the way I was raised, and I told him to be I mean, nothing against whoever changes their gender or says there's something else or whatever, you know, but I, I, I will tell him that. If you did that whenever I was in school, you just got beat up. And I'm not saying that's okay either. Right. It's just I, I'm trying to tell him of the way things things are supposed to be, you know. And I tell him that those are the things that are, are even in the Bible, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, 
So you basically have to, you have to have a conversation, whereas in the past, you didn't have those types of conversations. Exactly. That's exactly right. And then uh, as far as bullying, you know, I mean, you can just tell them to do what's right. And then eventually, if nothing gets done about it, you know, you have to take the certain steps or process to take care of that, too. So those are some of the things that I'm experiencing as of now. But Yeah, I think um, some of the conversations that we're having to have with our kids, we're having to have them, period, for one. And second of all, we're happen having to have them at a younger age. And um, the chat, I think, if I could echo what you're saying, mm -hmm. is it's a challenge because we never got that, those conversations. So we don't even know how to begin to deal with those things. But um, part of what I was saying earlier is if, as fathers, if we're going, uh, another word, uh, another, what, the word discipline um, is the word we use to uh, discipline our kids, right? We, we correct them, we discipline them. Discipline comes from the word discipleship. We are actually training, we are discipling our kids. And when we think, hopefully when we think of discipleship, we think of intentional training, intentional, hey, we're, like if we think about Christian discipleship, we think about going to Bible study, going to these groups, going to church, getting information, having people uh, to, to teach us or correct us. We are having to do that with our kids. And I think if we can understand that, hey, we can't just take our, our position as parents for granted, um, then we'll, we'll begin, the Lord will begin to give us the right thoughts because ultimately um, we need God's help, right? We don't, we can't, and there's a lot of things here lately. I'm like, Lord, I don't even begin to know how to deal with this situation, but you do. And so, um, those, but those are some of the conversations we've had to have, and we really have to go to the Lord a little bit more. How about you guys? Well, we're getting also a lot of input from outside sources. Yes. Um, just everywhere they go, uh, you can't, uh, it, it isn't like it was before, be everywhere, you know, and uh, usually you went to your parents for correction and, and, you know, to understand something, and now, I mean, it's like you can, you can open your phone, and there's somebody there trying to explain you, to you how you run your life, how you do it, and, and uh, well, the thing is, as a parent, you've got to match that up, said, hey, wait a minute, come here. Uh, how does it match up here? How do you how do you uh, 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 fight so many things? You know, as a parent now, you've got a lot of a lot of things going on: sexualism, mm -hmm. uh, racism, mm -hmm. all that stuff. It's out there and it's big and all, and a lot of fighting, a lot of bickering and stuff. On, uh, I personally don't have a, a a Facebook account. I don't like to be the example of that. I know it could be helpful in some cases, but uh, I don't encourage that in my kids. I pull them out. I want them to do lawns. I want them to uh, follow me. I, I, I have them do construction with me. I have them uh, try to weld, do other things, you know, to try and so they can follow my lead. I'm glad that you said that. Um, along with social media, one of the reasons it's bad, it's not just time consuming. It doesn't just um, hurt interpersonal relationship, but it's actually teaching us. People will get their opinion from social media. They'll go through, through, through their Instagram, Facebook account and mentally take a poll of what's popular. We don't do that because we go to the Word of God. 
So whenever something comes up, we as Christians, we, we take that and we say, all right, Lord, what are you saying? What does your word say? We, we, hit, we call our um, pastors, leaders, whoever, parents, hey, what does this mean? What does the word of God say? But, th- but this generation where there are no fathers, there's fathers, but they're absentee fathers. They have fathers that are not all they care. Most of this, uh, this generation's fathers, all the, mostly what they care about is making sure that, that their family has a roof over their heads. And that's not a bad thing, and that's a noble thing. But this, uh, this culture, through social media, is teaching our, our kids. And so I think what you guys are saying is right on the money. We have to be intentional about addressing some of those things and saying, hey, yes, so-and-so is saying this, but let, let me tell you what the word, word of God is saying. And also, to some degree, limiting how much our kids are on there. So I think that's, that's a really, really good point. How about you, Baldo? Same. Okay, two more questions. And I know you've already spoke to this a little bit, but what is, um, what is becoming a father taught you, or how has it affected your relationship with your Heavenly Father? What, have you, or what is something that you have learned? Well, what, I've, what I've learned is uh, right now as a father, I have to. I have. I have a big job. There's a song by Philip Phillips, Craig and Dean. It says you. It says I want to be like you. And the song. I don't know if you've heard it, but the song says. Um, there's this man, and he says he, he's he's speaking to the Lord. He's praying. He's telling the Lord, right now more than ever, I want to be like you, because I have a a, ch- a kid, a son that wants to be like like me. Mm-hmm. So I have to be an example to them. That's what the song says, and it's and I really do believe that's true. Uh, that that we have to uh, be an example. I have no shame in raising my hands, and uh, here at church or or somewhere else, I, I sing, I cry. Me and my kids have cried together in in many instances, and I need to let them see what's going on. You know. Before, like I said, before the, the, the outside influences, they're pretty hostile. So, so they need to see in their father how it's supposed to go. And that's why I should be closer to my father and do those things. Because so, I know they're following me. Amen. That's right. Okay. For me, um, I kind of had a little of both on both sides uh, before my walk with the Lord with my two oldest. Um, so they, they, they saw a change in me as they got older. Um, I tried to do what I could for my kids, you know, for my two oldest. Uh, but now where I'm at now, I, I kind of see where it was wrong. Um, I didn't really lead them with the Lord. And, uh, and so it's, it's affected them and I, and I can see that in my kids. Um, you know, um, you know, my, my son CJ, he's, he's really struggled with it because he saw me in one way and then all of a sudden he sees me in another way. And, uh, and, 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 and he's, he's, he's been to church here with, with us before and, and, uh, but he kind of uses that as, as, um, 
an excuse. Well, you know, you did this, Dad, and you did that, you know, and look at you now. You're all right. So I guess whenever, you know, whenever I get ready, I'll be okay because look at you now. You're okay. And and so I get it, but it's I lived, I li- I lived a hard life, you know, before now. And so, you know, so I, I it's kind of upsetting to me because I, I put that I put that on my son. And uh my daughter, she's a little bit different. If you know her, she's got a big heart. She's you know, she's just very very kind. And she took me she took my change, you know. She saw how I was and she was like, Dad's life wasn't that great. Um and now she sees the big change in me and she want she wanted that. And so she's 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 she attends church, she you know, she's given her life to the Lord, and, and uh, she's trying to raise her children with, with you know, with Christian morals and, and things of that nature. Uh, so she's picked up on it. Uh, and then my two youngest kids, um, it, it's a lot different because they don't know me, you know, the way that I used to be, and they know me now, um, in which I, I, I see a big difference in the way they act and the way, you know, my two oldest you know, acted, and uh, and so I, I wish that 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 who I am now today was was that who I was then for for my kids, um, because it, it has it, it makes a big difference in your family, um, you know, it makes a big difference, you know, um, very happy with with my wife now, but saddened because I wasn't able to raise my two oldest as a full time father, you know, and. Uh, and now I have my two youngest, which I'm there for them each and every day, and I love it, and I love being there with them. But at the same time, it, you know, my son, gets, you know, he gets kind of jealous, and 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 I hurt because I, I do so much more for my two youngest than I ever did for my oldest. And and it's just, it's just all through God's grace uh, that I'm able to do this, and I'm going to take advantage of it because this is the blessing that the Lord has Amen. given to me. And it, I just feel like it's almost been a second chance, you know, uh, to do it. You know, to do it the way the Lord wanted me to do it, and so I just, uh, you know, I feel very blessed for for this second chance. But yeah, it, it's it's been rough, and there's a big difference. Amen. Well, God gives grace, and um, like you said, He's given you a second chance to raise these two younger ones to know the Lord. But I believe the Lord is going to redeem that time with your kids, and they're going to come around. Amen. Anybody else? Let me ask one more question, and if we can make this one quick, because then I want to I want us to pray, and then uh, we're going to do that. What is one thing, and some of y'all have already alluded to this, so you can repeat that if you want. Uh, but what's something, one thing that you would tell your younger self when you were first a parent? Um, something that, and, and Jason definitely alluded to that, so you can say that again or something else. But what's something you would tell your younger self that you wish you knew back then? that you know now in parenting your kids? Oh, man. Um, Well, first time is precious, right? Um, And uh, I would tell my younger self that uh, I need to be slow to anger, right? Um, I need to be patient. I need to listen. um, And I need to just spend as much time as I could with my kids, you know, when they're, when they're kids. And like you said, you know, disciple, discipleship is, is huge. And I think that's why we're, 
in the situation we are now in this country is because we've done a poor job as fathers. Um, not all of us, but you know, some of us. And um, and it's we're falling apart as a family unit, I think. So if I would know, if I would have known now what I, if I would have known then what I know now, um, like Jason's situation too, my oldest sons, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, I was always hit and miss. I'm going to go to church this week. No, I'm not going to go this week. I've never served. And, but, um, you know, hopefully in talking to my older sons also, you know, we can save them as our jobs as fathers to save souls, right? Our kids, our families, and our friends. And so, but yeah, it's important to always uh, spend that time. And, That's good. I think it's real simple. I think we should just, uh, if I, if what I, with what I know, just take it easy. Just take it easy. Let's kiss more, hug more, love more, and do the will of God. That's good. And you're going to be fine. That's good. Um, I guess, uh, what was the question again? What would you tell your, your younger self oh, that you yeah, know? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess. Uh, well, I guess I guess what I tell my kids, um, well, my oldest daughter too. Um, you know, uh, whenever she, whenever she uh, moved in with her boyfriend, and uh, which is my son-in-law now, um, you know, I told her that you know she needed to get closer to the Lord and she needed to do it right. You know, so I pressured her in getting married. You know, um, in which you know. I wished that would happen to me, you know, at some point whenever I was younger, especially with her, you know, being whenever she was born. But that's just not what was taught to me, and that's not what was shown to right. me. Um, and and so I, I just think doing it right and really putting God first uh, is is what's most important. That's you know, I wish I could have told myself that because uh, even with my son, you know, I know he he gets kind of angry sometimes with me, and. Um, you know, if y'all know uh, my son, he's he's locked up right now, and uh, and he's fixing to get out. And I asked him what what he was gonna do when he got out. You know, where was he gonna live? Where was he gonna? He was like, well, I'm not sure, Dad. And I said, well, I said, you wanna you wanna come live with me? And he was like, well, I would, Dad, but it's just you're not gonna let my girlfriend come live with me. And I said, oh yeah, no, sorry, son. <laughs> you, you're gonna have to do something else, brother, because I can't help you there. I said, but if you get married. I said, I'll help you out, you know. Uh, so those are just things that, uh, that I would probably tell myself if, if I could all over again. But uh, I'm not able to, so I'm able to tell my kids now. That's good. Amen. Abner? Uh, I think the, what I would tell myself if I was younger is uh, uh, kind of what uh, Echo would, uh, Baldo said, is uh, slow to anger. Uh, don't act out of an emotion. If you're going to discipline them, it's not how we were raised, getting beat up, you know, or whipped or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's more about being stern, being there for them, listening to them, being more of a friend. I mean, uh, teach them discipline, be a parent, but be there. Be, um, I guess, more understanding, more of like on a friendship side. Uh, that's what I would tell my younger self. That's awesome. Yeah. Amen. Let's give them a round of applause. <laughs> we're going to do one more thing is I want us to pray, and if we could just stand, and actually, if y'all just stand out there, hopefully you guys have been encouraged to realize that your struggles are the same as their struggles. How many of y'all are like, hey, okay, I'm in the same boat with these guys? Okay, 
Um, I hope you guys have been encouraged. I hope y'all have been encouraged to share your story. Thank you so much for being vulnerable. You guys are very vulnerable about some of the things you're going through, gone through. And so I think the Lord is going to use it to help a lot of people. What I'm going to put a couple of y'all on the spot, but what I want us to do is to pray. I want y'all to pray over the fathers. Pray um, that they would be encouraged. And number two, pray that they would be challenged to step up to the plate and lead their family the way that we know they should be led. And so, Baldo, I want you to start and uh, just pray any of those things. And then, um, Brother Adolfo, if you can finish number secondly. Go ahead. Okay. Father God, thank you for uh, bringing us together today and uh, to have conversation about uh, how we should be in your image, God. Uh, you are our Father, and uh, we should be like you, Father. So teach us, Father. Uh, encourage us and lead us to be just like you, Father, to yes. take care of our kids, to take care of our families, to love on them. Uh, give us the peace and the courage and the strength to do the right thing uh, and to uh, the things that please, that please you, God. And uh, help us, even the... the uh, what Joseph did uh, as a stepfather for Jesus, Father. Mm -hmm. uh, help those stepfathers yes. be the yes. same. Yes. Step up and, and take yes. care of those kids, Father. We love and honor you, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Heavenly Father, today I pray for every father. Especially, Father, I pray for broken relationships between daughters and their fathers. Yes sons and their dads today's a very hard day for everyone for a lot of people it's it's pure bliss and for a lot of people it's very hard lord i pray for every blended family out there that's having issues not knowing what to do and the awkwardness i pray that the awkwardness is is long gone from those families i pray that they they're happy today they celebrate Father's Day, especially the Lord, to our Father, which is in heaven. But I'm, I'm, I'm just touched by all the hurt that's going on, Lord, on top of the, all that. We still have to hurt some more with viruses and all types of things. I pray for this country yes. that everybody is, it, it calms down and just learns. We spoke about it today, Lord, just to be patient and be calm. And, and if we could do it all over again, we'd just love more and kiss more and hug more. I just pray for everyone out there in the congregation. If you have something that's heavy in your heart, that it's just gone right now in the name of yes, Jesus. Yes. Every volunteer that's here, Lord, that's having to uh, do some extra things today, Lord, I pray that if they have a mixed heart about it, that they, that they uh, clear that up and enjoy the rest of their Father's Day today, Lord, with their families. And may everybody be blessed and just have a great day. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys.